Hello and welcome to a very special holiday episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. So gather around with your Christmas eggnog, your Hanukkah gelt, and listen as we discuss some of the dangers of the holiday danger? season. That's right, dangers. I was over here singing a Christmas carol, and you're talking about danger. Yeah, we're luring, we're lulling everybody into uh, into a nice winter's nap, and then boom, we're gonna spring it on them. So we're gonna spring stuff in winter? That doesn't that, make sense at all. Uh, maybe we should just re-record this. No, let's uh, let's get into <laughs> it because there are some dangers. There that, are some dangers in the holidays uh, for the holiday season. You know, um, everybody's out celebrating and everybody's having a great time until you know you one have a, person has too good a time. Right. You know, like my sixteen-year-old just came home with a T-shirt that's, that's got a big abominable snowman and it says Yeti to party. Yeti to, yeah, see, so, so, so he's, he's ready, right? he, he, He's Yeti <laughs> he's to Yeti. party, right? <laughs> so, so if you're a little too Yeti to party, um, you might drink too much. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's one of the issues. And probably everything we're going to talk about is some kind of substance or alcohol related. Right. Pretty much if you put the alcohol away, probably 75% of this episode would be us going do, 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 yeah. do, do. That'd be it. Um, well, and, you know, but it is it is that time of year that there's a chill in the air and a lot of people just really... And some warm spirits in the punch bowl. That's right. So, so well, let's, let's just go with the simple one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've been at a party. I've had a little too much to drink. It's maybe at a hotel in town. Um, and I'm walking out, uh, or I'm in the hotel still. I'm still in the bar, maybe. Uh, but I'm just not all together with us anymore. What, yeah. What's my problem there, Mr. Well, uh, you Mr. are Harith? publicly intoxicated, oh. and yeah, that, that is a Class C misdemeanor in the state of Texas. So, um, you know, you can be arrested for it, but the, the, it's a fine-only offense, um, and really the question is whether you're a danger to yourself or others. And who determines that? The police I, officer. I, nope. He, nope. Me? I don't determine no, it? No, 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 no. Because I'm never a danger not. to myself. That's right. No, no, no. It is a police officer. So, again, you know, when we talk about DWIs, I know we, we said a, a lot many times that it's an opinion offense. Um, the, the officer is of the opinion that you're in public and you're intoxicated to the extent that you're a danger to yourself or others. Right. And some of the examples of that that really actually get people arrested are being in a party or a bar or the hotel lobby for a party. And you start yelling at someone. Right, yep. Um, and I don't know about you, but I know some people when they drink, they kind of talk a little loud. Yeah, yeah, it's the Irish whisper. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that might be enough. Um, and, to, and, and a bar is a public place. Like a, it is. In the context, like you, know, you do not have to be outside walking the streets to be arrested for a PI. A bar does count. Right, right. Um, so, so yelling... Um, Maybe getting in a little bit of a shoving match, not real a big deal, but they throw you out the bar because of it. You're definitely going to go right. for at least for a PI. Yep. Um, I've actually had a guy who got a PI because it was about one o'clock in the morning. He was walking home from a bar to his hotel room, comes up to a four, to to a red light where you have to cross the street. He looks both ways. There's no traffic. He sees a cop sitting there and walks across the street. 
no no traffic's coming. The cop stops him for jail for well for crossing against light and arrests him for public intox mm. because obviously he was a danger to himself or others if he crossed a street where there was no traffic but it was against the red light. Lovely, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, that wasn't in Christmas, but but it was a but it it, it was a Fourth of July problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> so well, kind of we'll, the same. we'll cover it again in a, you know next July. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, kind of. Related to this is the disorderly conduct. You know, if you're getting loud or kind of unruly, that's a class C offense as well. Um, I don't see too many people arrested for that in the state of Texas. We do have um, a lot of our cases reduced or, or um, yeah, reduced down to a class C disorderly um, just uh, as part of the plea bargain process. So Right, right. Um so, so it is an option. So, so you might get a ticket uh, up to what a five hundred dollar fine right. plus court costs, uh, but you spend a night in the jail. Not uncommon because, well, if you're out in public drunk and you're a danger to yourself, probably you're safer inside of a jail cell than. Yeah, maybe out, that's the logic there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Guess. Well, I mean, you know, and and a lot of counties too are are. Um, uh, putting people in the in the drunk tanks um, just to sober up and then and then releasing them on the on the ticket. So um, you know maybe it depends on the jurisdiction you're in. You may just wind up in a drunk tank as opposed to being booked into the county jail. What you don't want to do is is extend this from a PI to a DWI. That is a whole mess. Uh, Bigger, right. Much, much worse. Right, yeah, you, le- you leave that party. There. Maybe you didn't have any problems at the party, but as a party I was at the other night, um, there were some, they're from some normally good people who decided doing shots was a good idea. Oh, Lord. Um, and at least the bartender asked them, hey, how are y'all getting home tonight? Uh, and they, they rode in a bus, so they had a ride. But you normally don't, most of us don't normally do shots. yeah. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on the uh, the the age of our, of our listeners here. But the, these were these were these were adults that was old, older than you and I. They, yeah. they were full adults. They are full on adults. I, I still don't consider myself a full on adult, but well, if they're at that point in their lives, yeah, I mean, I they're don't professionals. Do shots, so I can imagine um, that's not a, a normal thing for for a lot of people of my age or older. Right, right. Most of us who, who, you know, have reached a point of having a profession, having a job, having a mortgage, having cars, have decided shots aren't the right thing to do. So when you go to a party and decide to do them, you start appearing automatically to maybe you've gone a little too far. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they were doing shots. Uh, let's say that they didn't have that bus and they went home and one of them started a car. Well police officers around that is a criminal offense in the state of texas well even if there's not a crim- if there's not an officer around it's still a criminal offense you just got away right. with you it just <laughs> you just wouldn't be arrested for it. <laughs> right right you know it's kind of like it's kind of like we all know that speeding's a crime but if just because a cop wasn't around doesn't mean you weren't speeding well it is an opinion offense i'll, I'll just keep relying on that but um <laughs> but but the <laughs> but right i mean you know anybody who's had too much to drink just like Opening your car door, turning it on, um, you know, putting that vehicle in motion, you are opening up yourself to a, um, a lot of pain in your future. It's going to cost you financially. It's, it's really it's take expensive. Really expensive probation. Not a lot, you know, all, 
not even to speak of just the dangerousness of that right. action. Again, do but, not drink and drive. Yeah. But, um, but really, you know, hiring an attorney, being on probation, going to trial, all that kind of stuff. You know, your name is probably going to wind up in online or... or yeah, uh, if it's, if, depending on where it is, if you're in a small town, it yeah. will end up in the local news section. And, and really, like, when people come in to hire me on a DWI, the worst part about it is they just, they feel, they're a normal person, but they feel like a criminal. And we've talked about this before, just the stigma that's attached to somebody who's been arrested and has criminal charges pressed against them. And for a DWI, it affects every person out there. Um, everybody is eligible for it. Yeah, unless you're a complete teetotaler. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, so don't drink and drive. You, you do not want to wake up Christmas morning with a hangover in a jail cell and a magistrate saying, so your bond is set at $2,500 yep. and uh, your license is likely going to be suspended and your wife will be here in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, not, not going to be Or your great, husband or whatever, you know, whatever you, you know. Right. Right. And imagine, like, hangovers are bad enough, but just, like, waking up on a concrete bed, you know, like, they don't have nice bottled water that's, like, been chilled for you. They don't? Be, are no. you sure? Yeah, yeah, no. Do you have personal experience with the inside of it? I've been inside of a jail professionally as an attorney. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> but, yeah. Me too, actually. <laughs> but, not, but, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, you're waking up, you've got cotton mouth. I mean... It, that misery is going to be extended, uh, am, amplified, extended, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. So, so th- those are those are the ones that happen all the time. In fact, uh, it, you know, this is going to go out December fifteenth. I've already received my first DWI call from a party that happened uh, during this in. holiday season. It's already started. But obviously, the fun doesn't stop at the at the office party or at the uh, social gathering down the street. Uh, I look forward to family coming to town. How about you, uh, Andy? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a great time. Obviously, um, you know, families gather for the holidays. Seeing uh, the in-laws, seeing seeing Aunt Thelma that you haven't seen in yeah. years. You know, the one that just is always a little. And you know what I'm like? Touchy. I just think we're just really blessed in this country. Is that at least this year? There's just nothing political going on where families start getting into arguments. Oh, yeah, yeah nothing. No. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. That no Democrat or Republican is going to yeah. bring up the impeachment ever during yeah. my holiday season. Oh, my goodness, man. Can you imagine? So we just survived Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was great. Um, I haven't had too many calls on people, you know, bad things happening over Thanksgiving, and that, that's a very good thing. Um, but it is bound to happen. Andrew, you've already had some calls coming in. I've had some calls coming in from Christmas parties. Um, what I have not had is somebody calling in because they were arrested for assault family violence right. from a family get-together. Right, and, and, and they really do happen. Um, they do. It happens every year. I'm and again, well, let, 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 let's go back to that first thing we started with. Often it has to do with there was a little more alcohol at the family event than there normally is. Oh, um, yeah. You know, somebody put a little more stuff in the, in the um, uh, eggnog or in the, in the punch, and you get a little loud and your opinion comes out and someone decides maybe not, maybe not full on fight, but just a a shove and a push. And suddenly we've got some pushing, some shoving, maybe somebody hits somebody. um, Or somebody falls down. Right. That, that, that that shove goes to, to the door and kind of you stumble out the door and fall and hit your bottom and scrape your, your elbow. 
Yeah, maybe some bruising or, or something like that. Right, and, and in that mess, somebody decides, dude, we're calling the cops. This has got to stop. Yeah. And what happens once the cops show up and there's been a little scuffle in the house? So uh, I, I'm convinced, like with assault family violence, it really depends on who calls the cops first. They're going to talk with the reporting party to get their side of the story. They're going to start an investigation when they get there. They're going to separate all the parties. And look, if, if you're the one that was drinking and maybe is the aggressor, you're going to be arrested for assault family violence. Um, and that oftentimes happens even though the other party says, you know, no, I don't, I don't want to press charges. They're going to arrest you for something. If you've been uh, drunk then or if you're, you know, you've been drinking and you're drunk then, the officer is going to probably arrest you for public intoxication. He just wants to, people to separate so that they don't have to keep going out there uh, throughout the evening uh, and keep, yeah, keep responding most to the time it's, for service. Most of the time you're not getting arrested for, for a public intox. You're no, getting you're, arrested. You'll get arrested for the full Class A misdemeanor assault family violence. Right. And, and that injury basically is anything that causes pain. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so it could be that push uh, just happens to... to you know, hit you in the chest the wrong way, or, or you fall down and, and you 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 really do scrape up your elbow, or you know you fall on your tailbone, and you know you yeah it's embarrassing, but uh, suddenly you're facing a class A misdemeanor, um, and it's well, it's bigger than a it's a problem, it's just a problem. Oh man, I mean yeah, class A. We we talk about DWIs being you know starting out as a class B misdemeanor that's six months in the county jail and a two thousand dollar fine. Well, class A misdemeanor is is double that. It's it's a year in the county jail and a four thousand dollar fine. And the family violence. I mean, that's just kind of like a little tag that we put on the end of these cases. That family violence is very important. If there's an affirmative finding of family violence, suddenly all sorts of stuff gets kicked in. Uh, suddenly we are. Losing a right to bear arms, we are right. we can't own a firearm, can't own ammunition. Uh, so you, no hunting, no hunting, yeah. no CHL, no license to carry, uh, and do not think you're going to take that rifle and go to Colorado to go uh, hunting because now you're nope. transport you're 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 a someone who's not supposed to own a firearm and you're transporting it across state lines. Yeah. So now you've got federal issues, right? It, 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 I mean, it's a, it's a crime of moral turpitude. It, um, you know, it could affect if you have, um, you know, hopefully you're not, but if you're going through a divorce, you have children, that could affect that. Um, it, you know, it could affect your current custody case. I mean, it, it really does play a role, um, a large role in, in your entire life, and it will for, for some time. Yeah, they always, anytime there's a divorce uh, going on, they will pull up those previous um, assaults, especially if there's a family violence finding, and use it against the party that is the family violence or the, the yeah, aggressor yeah, the in aggressor. that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it will haunt you for basically forever. It's one of those that doesn't kind of ever go away. Right. Um, and if someone says, uh, hey, I was convicted of an assault family violence, <clears throat> no one assumes that it was a push-push against my brother. Oh, no. They, they assume that you are beating your spouse. That's right. Um, but family violence can be a roommate, any uh, member of your family of origin, uh, anybody who you have a child with, any child you've ever had, um, any basically 
boyfriend or girlfriend you've ever had. Former. Yeah. Right, right, right. Ever had. Ever. Right. Yeah. So ex-wife, ex-husband. You don't even have kids together, but y'all get together because you have common friends, and you you and suddenly it's assault, family violence. It yeah. really is a pretty broad term under the under the code. Um, and and you know that's that's who we hang out with over the holidays. You know, this is who we spend our time with. Is is everybody kind of listed in that family violence um, uh, uh, statute? I don't hang out with my ex-wife. Okay. Well, maybe not you, but um. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I don't have an ex-wife. Let's let's be clear. Uh, so, but, but yeah, be careful. Be, be, mostly, it's often in a heat of a moment, a moment of passion, a moment of excitement, and suddenly, like I said, there's a push-push. Um, someone makes a political joke after someone else had a little too much to drink. Uh, someone says something about a fight that y'all have had 10 years ago, and it's still sensitive to the other one, and, and there's, a, there's a punch thrown. Yeah. You know, and so it's. It's just a very dangerous situation, especially when alcohol is involved. So, you know, like I was just thinking about this is a lot of people kind of joke that like, hey, alcohol is how I get through the holidays with my family and all that. And that's really the type of situation we're talking about. Right. Like people who are over drinking, um, they're already kind of on edge. Maybe they have some unresolved issues with with some family members. And then they, you get that that alcohol acting as like a lubricant of your emotions, um, just coursing through your system. And right, uh, one one or two drinks, and, and it brings it down. And then the third or fourth drink, and suddenly it yeah, you start losing control. And and you know, like like Andrew said, you know, it could just start with a push. But even that can be an offense, right? Right. So even so so even if we don't end up with a full on assault, family violence, and actually. The class A has to be bodily injury. We kind of left that out. We, we assumed it, right? It had to cause pain to someone, mm-hmm. right? But let's just say that, that, that I'm not even drunk, but I'm just a little upset with, with Andrew here, my co-host, and I shove him. Right. Well, the, Andrew, would you find that offensive or provocative if well, I touched you in that a, kind of aggressive manner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's unwanted contact. Right, and so, yeah, it's offensive. Right, and so that would be a class C assault, a simple assault. Um, you're probably not, you may not get arrested, it may be just a no. separate. Right. But again, it's up to a $500 fine, and if it's a family member, they can have an affirmative finding of family violence. That's right, and, and that, again, even if it's a class C, that affirmative finding of family violence, and that, when we say affirmative finding, a magistrate, a judge, the JP, whatever, whatever magistrate you're in front of, upon sentencing you, will say, and there's an affirmative finding of family violence, meaning um, that's when the, the, the firearm issue comes into play. Um, you're, you know, if, if this happens again, God forbid, uh, to you, that will be used as what we call an enhancement. Uh, and the next one will be a felony, could be a felony, depending on the facts of the situation, whatever. Right. But even if it's a Class C, it still has all of those collateral consequences attached to it. Yeah. And so, well, in, instead of lubricating with alcohol, maybe take a deep breath, think about what it is that uh, your loved ones might say or do that it's going to get under your skin, and, and be prepared. Be prepared with a, I'm going to walk outside, I'm going to take a walk exactly. down the block. Um, 
I'm go, I'm going to go pet the dog. I'm going to you know something else. Divert that energy instead of letting your lesser self become the self that is now responsible uh, for. Maybe yeah. Maybe go see a therapist before the family <laughs> yeah, gets into if town. It's, if it's really bad, <laughs> get, get some help now. You know, yeah. start preparing for 2020 uh, well, holiday that's season. Well, that's the purpose of this podcast episode is so that people are prepared um, for the holiday season. Um, to avoid some, some mistakes. Mindful of some of these things that happen that we see routinely happening during this time of year. So right. if that is something that like, oh man, I gotta, I have to booze it up to get through. I can't talk with my dad for five minutes without going out and taking shots. I don't know, whatever your friend said. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe seek some other help, find somebody else to talk to, take a walk. Um, but, but yeah, anytime alcohol is involved and emotions run high, that that usually is the uh, perfect combination for police getting involved and then you having to call a defense attorney right. to help you out. And those are the things that, that we really can help you with. But occasionally, following, especially following holiday seasons, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I get some phone calls uh, about a crime that's been committed against my friend or my colleague or a uh, family member. Um, yeah. And, and And these are ones that, again, they ratchet up this time of year, and those are, I'm going to just kind of list them off, we'll talk about them, the porch pirate. We've, yeah. You see that on the news oh now a gosh, lot yeah. now. Um, you deliver the box from Amazon, and as the Amazon truck drives away, someone else walks up, picks up it, picks it up, and walks away. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, burglary of a vehicle, you leave those packages on the back seat, or your wife leaves their, your purse, or if you're, you know, if you carry your purse or a backpack, you leave that in the back, in the right. back seat. And then finally, uh, burglary of a habitation. Um, you come home and your house has been broken into. So those are the three big ones that, that we don't get the call usually from the person who did it. Well, why? Because often they're never found. Right, yeah. Sucks. I mean, it, hey, and technology's getting better. We're, we're finding those porch pirates these days. Those porch pirates uh, and those the indoor, you know, cameras in people's homes That's that are right. that are... Uh, picking up the person walking in or breaking the window. So people are going to get caught, but but we want to help you not be a victim. Right. Yeah. Right? So the porch pirate, there are some police districts that will let you deliver to the local police station. Yes. You can pick it up from them. Deliver to your work. Yeah, I have stuff delivered to my office all the time for that reason. Um, and uh, not only that, but like, you know, the... the Postal service, you can tell them where to deliver it. If there's, like, a, a back porch that's a little bit more secure, so it's just not visible from the street, they'll make those arrangements, and uh, so long as you have animal secure and all that, they will they will do that for you. Um, and I, I, FedEx or UPS or some of the other uh, places, you can deliver to, like, a, a Walgreens, a pharmacy, um, and they'll hold it for you. To really any UPS or FedEx delivery place, uh, yeah. you know, you have to know which, which brand you're right. using. Um, have them deliver it there. There's also now large containers that basically look like big foot lockers that they open, they put the, the delivery person puts the box inside or whatever inside and they close it and it locks. Yeah. And you have the key so you can come home and unlock it and take the stuff out. Um, because it's not the big box that's, you know, the size of a full, full size refrigerator that's stolen. It's the stuff that someone can walk up, pick up and walk Easily away with. Walk away with. That's right. And, and they did change the law. You know, the legislature is trying to address this, I think. Um, 
It's a little convoluted, uh, but they, they are trying to take some steps to, to address this issue. Um, just simply because Amazon is taking over all of our lives. This is how we are going to receive goods uh, for the foreseeable future. So, um, you know, I think, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's a kind of a step in the right direction. I think it is a step in the right direction. And, you know, the, the porch pirate law, for it to really be that level, it has to be 20 addressees. Yeah. So in my house, there are four people. So if there were truly a package delivered to myself, my wife, uh, or one package to me, one package to my wife, one package to each one of my sons, that would be four. Yeah. Still, I need another 16 for it to be a full-on uh, porch pirate uh, offense. To, to fall into that, um, under that law. I mean, regardless, I get... It's still theft. It's still theft. It's, it's still, you know. Um, it could be theft of, of mail. Yeah. And that's a well, federal offense. If you if you take something out of my mailbox, if you follow the, the, the postal service, not the FedEx guy. Right. So, so those become real big issues. But watch yourself. Watch your mail. Watch your packages. Find better places to have it delivered, especially if you've had some problems in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and anybody's neighborhood can have a problem. Well, and I, I was just thinking, too, if it um, it could be burglary of a habitation if there's, like, an enclosed porch that these packages are delivered to and they have to, like, enter into, you know, actual in, parts of your home. Enter into the curtilage? curtilage? Yes, Ooh, there, there's right. a good There's a big law word for you if you're... Curtilage. The curtilage. Um, that's right. going to be on the bar exam, that, that's for sure. If, yeah, if is. you're a student, listen in for curtilage. Um but yeah, so burglary of a habitation uh, is is any place someone lives, and at this point, literally, people will look in the windows, look for those packages under the trees, um, and and many of them, well, they're just taking. They don't even know what they're taking. They're just taking it. Yeah. Um, or right. they're watching the few days after Christmas for the boxes that are suddenly sitting out in front of your house in the yeah. trash. They see oh, that see, big TV box. The big TV box. The new Xbox. That's right. Um, the new Amazon Prime uh, Drive and, you know, the computer box. You got an iPad, you know, boom, and suddenly you don't have a TV, an Xbox, an Amazon Prime right. uh, deal, or an iPad. They've all gone by way, and they've been sold to a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like uh, uh, a lot of people go on extended trips, whether it's skiing or, you know, actual Christmas vacation with other families, but they're out of town. Right. And... Uh, they come back and they see just the regular signs of a home that's been broken into. You know, a, a door is kicked in, windows are busted. Um, uh, hopefully, individuals have, you know, people have invested in some kind of um, uh, security system, but there's still a lot of people out there who don't. Uh, right. Well, and remember that if, that if your house gets broken into and it notifies the police, and, it, you know, it takes, you know, 10 seconds for the alarm to go off, it notifies your, your security system, uh, and they then have to kind of try to call you, and then they call the police. So it's been about four minutes before they ever call the police, and the average response time is 15 minutes. They're, They're gone, gone, and yep. they've got all your stuff. Oh, your, your stuff is gone. I mean, hopefully it, it, it just allows for, you know, police to go by and secure your place again after it's been broken into. Or they can just start the investigation a little bit quicker, keep an eye out for all of your stuff that may have been stolen. Right. Um, or maybe if you've got one of those uh, security cams by Nest yes, or Google right. or Amazon or whoever, uh, it can pick up and maybe they recognize or someone recognizes the person that breaks in. 
Yeah. I mean, that that's really uh, what this person has just done to you is commit a second degree felony. Um, it's burglary of a habitation. If it's just like an outbuilding, then then likely just going to be charged with burglary of a building, um, you know, like breaking into your workshop or something and stealing some tools. Uh, burglary of a building is a state jail felony. Right, but they can also be charged with the theft of whatever they took. That's right. Right? Yes. So so if they break into your house and they take a gun, they don't get just burglary of a hab. They're going to get burglary of a habitation and, and theft, theft of, of a, a firearm. firearm. Yeah. If they break into your outbuilding and they steal uh, some tools, they're going to get burglary of a building and theft of whatever it is they took. Yeah, and the monetary value of whatever that is. Will I, I don't have any tools, so they'd probably have theft of 75 cents. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be, <laughs> and so that would, you know, the, the monetary value of whatever is taken sets the degree of um, of uh, of what level of crime it is. Right. And the burglary of a vehicle is much the same. It's that we've, we've left something in the car that is, seems attractive. Um and for a while, there was a y, there were a few YMCA's in Fort Worth that I, I presume a guy why because it's not no uncommon way, yeah. would literally just walk through the parking lot and break a window with a hammer and take the purse or the gym bag or uh, whatever they could literally reach in the window and grab and keep walking and so it happened so fast that he could hit two or three cars at one time and it. it I don't know that they ever caught him, but it, there was, for several weeks, there were cars being broken into. Um, and, and I'm not picking on the why. My wife had her car broken into in a church parking lot uh, oh, one yeah. night. You know, I, so it can happen anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, you're, you're vulnerable anywhere. And, you know, just driving by, like, the Target or Walmart or Best Buy, um, the, the parking lots are full, full to bursting. Um, and individuals are just going to walk through maybe not even busting a window. They're just going to check for, for open check doors. Check the unlocked door, doors. right. Uh, and so that's it. And I know I've walked I've walked away from my car and realized when I got back I didn't hit the lock button. Oh, yeah, it happens. You know, um, and most of the time nothing happens. It's, it's thankfully, life thankfully. is good. Yeah. Life is good. Um, but it can, it can. And so, so whether you... Well, I hope you're not a victim of a crime this holiday season. Yeah, certainly. I, not. I also hope that you don't find yourself needing to call Andrew or I this holiday season, uh, because we know that either one of those aspects, um, well, will remove a lot of the cheer from this cheerful season. That's right. <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah, um, there you go. You know, and and that and that's true. You don't. You really just. We really hate bringing bad news or being like doomsdayers um, on this podcast, but we're just really trying to make sure everyone is mindful of um, of the season, the things that we see as criminal defense attorneys um, that happen pretty frequently um, during this this ho- the, the holiday seasons. So just remember to uh, to be thankful for for what you have in your life. Remember that you know what's really important. This holiday season, um, you know, hug your family a, a little bit. Don't don't shove them around. Um, <laughs> you know, watch watch your drinking, um, and, and you know, just enjoy the season. Don't take don't don't go over the top with that enjoyment. Right. So do enjoy it, we, and and we do for, on behalf of Andrew Harith and myself. We wish you a merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, uh, a beautiful Kwanzaa, and a happy New Year. Um, as we enter into these last couple of weeks of December and 2019.
And don't worry, we will be back January 1st, 2020. Wait, we're working on January 1st? That's right, my friend. January 1, 2020. Go to bed early. (laughs) I don't even know what to do with this. I'm literally in a shock and awe moment at this time. So, you know, we post our podcast on the 1st and the 15th of the month. Um, This wraps up the 2019 uh, series series for us. you know, this is kind of a new project for Andrew and I. If you have any comments or suggestions, uh, any complaints at all, just leave it on our website. Uh, you can leave us at, leave it as a review on whatever format you have uh, downloaded and listened to this podcast on. But our website, TexasCrimDefense.com. Again, TexasCrimDefense.com. Uh, you can contact us directly and, we, and we'd love to know if you have an idea for a guest or an idea for a topic that you would like to hear covered. Um, uh, there's only so much that we can come up with. We're just not that smart. So, so we'd love yeah. to know your ideas as well. Right. And preferably, maybe some non-DWI. Over the, over the, uh, the new year, that'll be our New Year's resolution. Get some, get some other aspects of criminal law in there. All right. All right. Well, signing off for the 2019 season, I'm Andrew Decker. I'm Andrew Harris. And y'all be good.